0: ISO Friendships is a podcast that explores what social connection means for youth leaders living with disabilities during the COVID-19 pandemic. Through personal stories, interviews, and candid conversations, youth leaders share their insight on friendship in times of social isolation. I'm Dolly Menadak clinical bioethicist and youth engagement strategy lead at Holland Bloorview Kids Rehabilitation Hospital. I invite you to enjoy ISO Friendships, a podcast project brought to you by the youth leaders at Holland Bloorview Kids Rehabilitation Hospital. Emily and Sam both live in Scarborough, Toronto and recorded their episode together over Zoom. Having been friends for over 10 years, Emily and Sam provide commentary on the pros and cons of using virtual platforms to maintain friendships.
1: Do not stop for a that she needs to fight off a rare disorder. Well, since the report, an army of volunteers have offered their services to help hunt down disinfectant spray. Hello, everyone. I'm Emily. And I'm Sam. And we've been friends for over 10 years. We met at Holland in Bloorview and we just can't seem to get rid of each other. Actually, fun fact we went to the same elementary school and ended up in the same university. How fun is that?
2: I just can't get rid of you.
1: I know. We've continued to stay connected through the many changes in our lives and you know one of the most recent changes in the way that we stay connected with each other is because of the pandemic that has forced us to maintain our friendships at a social distance.
2: The coronavirus has forced people to change the way they interact with their friends and family. Instead of seeing people in person we have to interact over the phone, social media channels, FaceTime and Zoom calls.
1: So Sam, tell me, what are some of the positives of using technology to facilitate friendships during COVID?
2: I think one of the most positive aspects of using technology, specifically Zoom, I'll say, is the amount of people that you could have on one call and in one space. I've been on multiple calls with both my friends and my family that have had up to 12 to 15 people on a call and just to see the amount of people in one space because we can't be there in person and we would have had these meetings in person is nice just because we can't right now. And I don't know when we're going to be able to. A specific example that you would kind of know as well is youth advisory council. Like all of you guys, I consider to be my friends and you guys have all been kind of constants in my life for the, for a long time, so not to have that one meeting a month is weird, just because mm-hmm. it's that one time we see each other. Mm-hmm. And so to have it virtually, although it's different, is nice just to see everybody again in one space. So I think that's kind of the one positive aspect for me.
1: Yeah, I would totally agree. And just like like you're saying, with virtual connections, you're able to gather a lot more people into one space. and in a way it makes it easier to connect with multiple people like you were saying. So I would definitely agree with that. Was there anything else that you wanted to add?
2: Although different, and I, trust me, I there's nothing I want more than to see everybody in person because I'm very, you know, social and I like to talk a lot and I feel like, and like hugging people is a thing for me as well. And so, it doesn't take away from what could be done in person but it's a good replacement for now what about you like what do you think is a positive
1: like you i'm also able to connect a lot more with more people and also some people that i haven't seen in a while it's so easy to hop on a zoom call and just connect with people that are even halfway around the world so In that way, it's been really a helpful tool for my family and I to use because I have family in Hong Kong and, you know, we don't really talk too often. And now that everyone is on Zoom and suddenly knows how to use technology, it's really wonderful to be able to take advantage of that and talk to some of my relatives who I haven't seen in a while and catch up with them. And that
2: is something too that I have appreciated because my family and I are very close. And as a collective, I have a big family. And a lot of us are, you know, within within Toronto, like, but we have a few that are like further in Canada or overseas. So it's nice to be able to see all of them in one room, which is something that hasn't really happened in a lot of years. So it's nice and seeing everybody try to figure out zoom is very funny so it's become like a sort of collective like joke (laughs) for a lot like how how long is it going to take for us to figure out zoom whether it be why the camera isn't working the sound so it's 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 a good connection point as well
1: (laughs) yeah totally um it's so funny to see my aunts and uncles like trying to figure out why nobody can hear them but then they're very clearly on mute, but you know you don't want to tell them that. So super interesting.
2: And so you just watch them in silence for a long time. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, and then I think another really interesting point is being able to catch up with people like back to back. So you know, with Zoom meetings or whatever platform you're using, you can schedule multiple meetings throughout one day whereas when you're hanging out with people in person you will usually spend a few hours with that one person or that one group of people and then you've kind of reached your limit for the day or at least that's what i have experienced and then you don't really get to see the same quantity of people so with technology and with our virtual space now I've been able to connect with more people and obviously that has had some downsides which we will touch on later but for the most part I can definitely say I've been increasing the quantity of people I've been connecting with creative with how we spend our time because like i was saying earlier when you're with a group of friends in person you're either going out to eat watching a movie and then eating more you know that's how that's how my friends are we i'm very
2: similar to that like those are the things i enjoy so not to be able to do that you're like what do we do
1: (laughs) exactly so i mean you could just set up your camera and watch each other eat but that's kind of creepy so one of the things that we've been doing actually is finding a lot more online games that we can play so there's a game called code names it's where there's a bunch of words on the table and you have to give one word hints to your team and they have to guess the words based on your hints and there's an online version of that too so my friends and i have been loving playing that game and we've also figured out how to watch movies together online whether it be through you know that netflix connection plug extension thing netflix uh, party. thank you yeah netflix party or you know disney party or whatever we've been able to kind of emulate going to the movies in yeah. person but in a virtual space so in that way there's been some similarities with some of the things that we would typically do yeah. but at the same time we're discovering so many more new creative ways to to spend the time
2: everything that you said i've done i've used netflix party a few times and i have really liked it sometimes i get lost in like the chat sometimes and i'm like oh i have to pay attention to the movie like but it's it's good because you still have that interaction while still being able to sit comfortably in your own house and watch a movie. Do you think it's something that you could, would continue even after COVID? Like after we're allowed out of our houses and out of quarantine?
1: That's a really good question. And I think to a certain extent, yes. Because one, it's free. Like we don't have to spend any money yeah. to do this stuff. And... You know, as young adults, we're not balling. Saving is so important. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I've learned that you can have a good time with your friends and not have to spend lots of money. This is a shocker to me, but I know. So, I think it's something I will continue for the money aspect, but also because it's super easy to you know, get a group of friends online at, like, 7 p.m. Whereas in person, you know, you have to arrange transportation. Oh, that's You know, the place you're going to go, eat might be too far for someone. They might not know how to get there. All that to say, I think there's a lot more variables when you're going out in person. Not to say that it wouldn't work if you planned it well, but... You know, it's super easy to log into a computer and uh, hop on a Zoom call. So easy and
2: so convenient. One thing that I thought about while you were talking earlier about conveniency and quantity of people you talk to and the amount of variables you have to think about, I was thinking, too, in terms of that, like you spend your day with like three four people because you have to think of traveling back and you're tired by the end of the day whether it be four o'clock five o'clock ten o'clock and i'm like i'm just so tired (laughs) i don't want to do anything anymore for sure what i'm thinking in terms of positives it's just because you can do everything from home which is a lot of energy conservation which is good which i feel like is also a positive
1: oh totally yeah and You know, you can hang out with your friends for two hours and still do housework after that, you know, or whatever you want to do around the house. And you don't come home like you're saying at 10 p.m. or, you know, 3 a.m. in some cases. And you're like, okay, it's time to go to bed. But with online hangouts, you can have the flexibility to do a lot more with your time.
2: now that we've talked about the positives what's the flip side what are the what do you see as the negatives the difficulties Mm
1: -hmm. it's a good question so there's one that immediately comes to mind which is like zoom fatigue and there's a lot more research that has been done on the topic but i didn't think that it was a thing until i actually like experienced it For those who don't know, Zoom fatigue is when you've been on, like, a video call or a Zoom call for so long that you start to get tired and exhausted. And I didn't realize it until after I would be done my meetings, but I was in, like, a three-hour conversation with my friend. And by the end of it, I wasn't being coherent anymore. She was lying on her bed. I had my head rested on my arm. And then we were we realized that we weren't just making sense anymore. So I'm just like, okay, maybe it's time to stop the call. And after I closed my laptop, I was like, wow, I am really tired. Like yeah. more than I would normally be. So that's definitely one major downside.
2: I've definitely experienced that. For example, there was a day where we had youth advisory and then we had Koffler. And then we had youth advisory and then I had another volunteer thing, which I love being busy. Feel free to schedule me all you want. But being on three Zoom calls all together like that, it was a lot. I didn't have a break like it was, again, thank you for making me busy. I will never say no. But after that, like I finished at 430 and I literally napped for half an hour.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Because, and, like, yeah, you make a good point of like wanting to be busy, but then almost not knowing when yeah. too much is too much, you know? That's what I've learned
2: too. It's like because we're
1: all new to this technological world,
2: it's like we don't know what makes us tired or we don't know what frustrates us a lot yet because we haven't used it all that much. when COVID started I was like what am I gonna do (laughs) am I gonna still have things to do like I'm still working but like am I still gonna have volunteer opportunities like that was a question for me I was like are we running things as normal Mm -hmm. because I know we aren't but are things gonna still come up it comes at the expense of sometimes I'm tired (laughs)
1: Yeah, and it's interesting you mentioned how we're still very new to to communicating yeah. in this way because another challenge that I found is just navigating um, technological issues. Yeah. So I tried to watch a movie on Zoom with some friends and it didn't work out because oh. somebody had bad internet and we were yeah. trying to view it on her computer and it wasn't projecting the sound. And we tried for like half an hour to figure out what the problem was. And so we just had to end up loading up Netflix together and hitting play at the same time. It wasn't ideal, but it still worked out in the end. So technology issues, definitely another big challenge. I have a similar
2: story in the fact of like signal is the worst,
0: sometimes.
2: (sighs) Poor connection notices on my phone and unstable internet connection are like the bane of my existence. Oh, let me tell you, because it's not the it's not just the waiting part the poor connection obviously affects the video quality Mm -hmm. and the voice quality so we just get frustrated of like what are you trying to say like i'm i'm not understanding what you're saying it's not so much the poor connection it it, it's that affects everything else and it also interrupt your conversation, too. That is the most difficult part for me, is just dealing with the internet connection because that's not on me. Yeah. Something I can't control. Mm -hmm. But yet I have to deal with because
1: we're in the times of COVID. You know, when you're texting someone, that's a totally different experience than when you're FaceTiming someone. Because at least when you're FaceTiming them, you can see their their expressions on their face and stuff like that right yes, but definitely. when it comes to texting you don't know in what like tone of voice yeah that text message is being sent in yes. and sometimes at least for me i will tend to negatively uh interpret a message if it's vague you
2: know absolutely like i that that's something for me too is like I'm one to second guess and overthink a lot. I'm like, this could have three meanings, positive, negative, and maybe. Like, I need to see someone's face to really read the messaging. I overthink a lot, mm-hmm. so, which is, you know, a flaw on my part sometimes because I don't need to. It's just something I do. And then there's only so many emojis you, <laughs> can, you convey messaging. Yeah, like, for sure. Smiley face, kissy face, hearts, like, I use, those are my most used emojis, but there's only so many times you can mm-hmm. use it. That's right. <laughs> so I totally agree in terms of texting versus, bo- like, video call. I prefer video call. For sure. Uh, just because you you see their faces, and I'm not going to speak for you, but I think we're both big on social interaction in terms of seeing people in person.
1: I think so, yeah. Uh,
2: my last question would be what do you think you learned using technology through all this pandemic to maintain friendships
1: it's a good question and i think one of the main lessons i've learned is you have to be intentional with your friendships and that you need to really plan who you're going to talk to at what time and in a way friendships online take more effort than they do in person definitely and i don't know if you feel the same way but i certainly do yeah
2: i definitely agree what i've learned is like both parties really have to be willing to either hop on a call or text constantly so we don't like lose touch It really does take work because you have to, like, be willing to sign on to a Zoom call or take an hour out of your day to hop on another video call or something. So that's what I learned to reiterate what you said. It's it's more intentional and it really does take time. Both parties have to be willing to work because then it's not going to
1: work. You can't. Mm-hmm. So. That's so true. Was there, uh, yeah, that was everything for me. Was there anything else that you wanted to share? I think that's everything for me. I
2: think we've had a very good conversation.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I think we've touched on a lot of different points and yeah, this has been really great. Thanks for having the conversation with me. You too, Sam.
0: The Virtual Engagement Project has helped to address the impact of current COVID-19 homebound isolation on youth with disabilities. While moving social interactions into a virtual realm is helping keep people connected during the current pandemic, our team believes that harnessing the current trend towards virtual human connection can lead to expanded options for sustained connectivity for young people with disabilities. Blurview Kids Rehabilitation Hospital creates a world of possibility by supporting children and youth living with disability, medical complexity, illness and injury. Holland Bloorview is a top 40 Canadian research hospital that is fully affiliated with the University of Toronto and serves over 8,300 families annually. Providing both inpatient and outpatient services, Holland Blurview is renowned for its expertise in partnering with clients and families to provide exceptional care. ISO Friendships was produced by Mary Anderson. Technical production by Nick Dewelska.